So, joining us on the How Did You podcast is Dean. Um, He is an absolutely outstanding person as a human being and is also incredibly creative. How are you doing today, Dean? I'm very well, thank you, mate. I'm really, really well. Uh, You're very kind. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you for having me on, man. Uh, It's been a pleasure to catch up with you for a little bit. So, yeah, I'm excited. On that note, like you say, we've known each other for quite a while, right? But back in school... We had this uh, lovely, lovely, it's blurry, but if people know us, they'll know exactly what this is. We had yeah. this lovely production that we did together. Did you reimagine that this was always something you're going to be doing or is it just something that happened out of the blue because it was on offer? Um, yeah, I kind of always knew I was going to do something performative-wise because um, I, I play guitar for forever. My dad's a musician. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my dad's a musician, um, so I always have people in my family that you know my mum's side are very artisty and dance like as well so I always knew I wanted to do something creative and I'm not really good at like I'm not really academic you know I, I'm not like a physicist or anything like that so like my my attributes lie within performance I guess if you if you can nail the word physicist on the first attempt fair play to you because <laughs> but yeah since since school how did you do GCSEs wise <clears throat> Yeah, I did all right. Uh, I I didn't fail anything, so that was good. <laughs> no, I got um, I can't remember exactly what I got. I got like a few A's, a few B's, and then like the rest C's. But it was mainly C's. So I did I did like average, but um, in like music and like performing arts, I did pretty well. So I thought, you know, keep. I love that. how we're just using this as an absolute catch up between you and I. But let's just learn about it. Um, <laughs> we both took different routes, but similar routes at um college i took the media route and you took the music tech drama and law um why why law (laughs) dude everybody always asks me that man everybody's like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) no so um so my my mum was like you can't do music and drama and like i was gonna do art as well and she was like you can't do that you need to do something that's like got a bit more like academic weight to it so I was like, okay, I'll take law. Like some of my mates were doing law. Like Ruffin ended up doing law, and I was like, you know, what? I'll I'll do it. It's fine. And then I did it, and I actually did really well in it. But I don't want to be a lawyer, man. I'm not smart enough for that. <laughs> Why don't you be a music lawyer or a, uh, a performance lawyer or something like that on the side and get some side hustle cash? <laughs> yeah, maybe music law things. Yeah. But your next note that you've provided to me is you met Megan. Um, yes. I'm going to be nosy. How did you and Megan meet and how, what does she mean to you? Ah, uh, <laughs> so, so me and Megan met um, through Maddie Kletzenbauer, actually, funnily enough. Uh, me and Maddie were really good mates in college because um, we were on the same drama class together. And yeah, we, we were like Snapchatting one night when I was at the at a rehearsal with the verse, actually. And uh, she Snapchatted a picture of her and Megan. And I was like, she's fit. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's the Snapchat? And then Maddie gave it me. And then I was just, I was basically like begging her to come and meet me. And then um, we Snapchat for a little bit, uh, got to know each other. And then I invited her to a party, which was with, it was the Rude Six band, but I don't know if it was Rude Six at the time. I think it might have been the band before. So she came to the party and then we just hit it off. And Megan is amazing, man. She's like my world. I absolutely adore her to pieces. She's, she's great, man. Yeah, she's 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 a perfect woman. <laughs> it's nice to see you cheesing about the love of your life, but yeah, <laughs> you mentioned the verse. Um, yeah, 
it's interesting because you and I have both been or worked. Well, I can't say been because I was never part of the verse, but we've worked <laughs> together, put it that way. Um, yeah. Multiple gigs, multiple things. <laughs> but how did the verse come about? Because obviously Jack was on X Factor, basically yeah. looking for a new band, I guess. And then Jack Taplin, who's now got a kid, which is crazy. So fair play to yeah, him. Yeah. Um, Basically, yeah, we all you all decided to make a band from my point of view. How did it form from your point of view? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that basically is, is what happened. Um, I was in the 04 with Jack, and then the 04 split, and then uh, me and Jack still wanted to be in a band together. And then Jack saw <clears throat> Jack Harrison on the X Factor and knew his accent was like Birmingham, so he was sort of local. So we were like, you know, we'll hit him up, get him to join us, and then he'd come down. And we, we had a great time, and then we met. We actually met another singer before we met Jack, who brought Alex along. Um, so we played with those guys for a little bit. The singer wasn't quite what we were looking for. Um, so Alex joined the band. So it was me, Jack and Alex. And then we saw Jack and shut come down. So, yeah, that's that's how that came about. It's crazy because, like I say, I snuck my way in just purely to photograph the event. Never expected yeah. it to result <clears> in that. But then, yeah. like, we all became quite good friends, like, through Ian, yourself. Andy's the living legend. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so your mum and Jenny to be fair managing the merch at the back fair play to them yeah, but yeah that, it, it, it's a shame that it came to an end because you guys actually released some music on Spotify and places like that that was quite incredible yeah. to work with behind the scenes because I noticed what went into it was like gosh um, Ian was running a load of stuff at the time there was Casey that was brought in if I remember correctly there yeah, was yeah, there's loads of people that don't realize what went on in the background. Like I had a look uh, yesterday purely because I know that you're coming on and purely because I'm just nosy in the first place. Although you left the verse and we'll get to that in a minute. We also had the addition of Tom fair play to him, made his time, had his enjoyed himself, had a few gigs, but the songs that you created whilst you were in the verse still get monthly listens on Spotify. Oh, nice. I didn't even know that. Yeah, um, it's quite incredible because, like you say, you didn't know that, and I, I doubt hardly anybody does, but it's what made you kind of disassociate or leave the band? Because I know f throughout that time, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were in two bands at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was, that was like, kind of the main reason. Um, so, like, it was nothing to do with, like... Like, uh, this band sucks or anything like that. Like, I I love the guys, and I I've had some of my fondest memories with those guys. Like, uh, we had an amazing time in the verse, and I loved every second of it. I love the guys. Like, they're all awesome, and uh, like I don't wish anything bad upon any of them. You know, like it, it was nothing like like that. But um, I think like at the time I was in two bands, and being in two bands is so hard, man. Because like, you know, you have to. I have to be in such a structure you know every week of like where, when I'm practicing with what band like there was times where I would play a gig with the verse and I'd come back play a gig with Rude Six uh yeah Rude Six until like the, the evening and I'd be absolutely shattered and then I'd have to do it again the next day you know um and it really took a toll on my mental health really and I just wasn't really in the right headspace with it and I don't know just being young and I'm not gonna lie like the the, the fans that we had from from the verse was like a big thing as well like it, it was such a weird feeling to be so young and to have people 
constantly message you and constantly know what you're doing and tweeting you and constantly you know attention's all on you it was it was a, a big pressure man like and although it wasn't like insane amount it was still enough to you know to have an effect on me so it was it was mainly me not being able to i don't know not deal with it but just like i don't know i, I thought it'd be better for myself i had to put myself first and just leave but yeah i it was nothing like that I hate this band. <laughs> I love those guys, the pieces, man. I don't know what you're on about, Dean. Yeah, it was. I saw it all happening from the back now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you guys we were... Yeah, to be fair, you were all really kind to me. Um, basically, if I went, can I steal you for a second whilst you're doing this? You were like, yeah, not an issue at all. Like, so I can see where that kind of, I guess, friendship still exists, like you say. I wouldn't be surprised if you still probably message, say... Mm. Alex with his new music release, like you've got your Rudex going on, um, and stuff like that. But the, the press formed into the Rudex. Um, yeah. How did the press kind of form? Because we know that you formed the verse by being in the O4, which then transitioned into the verse, which then transitioned into a new version of the verse. But the the press transitioned from root to the press to Rudex. Sorry, how did that happen? And is it the kind of same idea of forming like it was the first to Route 6? Yeah, kind of. Um, so I was at college at the time, uh, and on my music tech course, I met Will. Uh, and Will was the trumpet player and the saxophone player for the press. And the press at the time, the guitarist was leaving. So they asked me if I wanted to join. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And we were kind of like an R&B souls band for like weddings and pubs and stuff. And... We just sort of got a little bit bored of that and we thought, you know what, we're going to shake it off and play Scar and Reggae, basically. And then, because we had the brass section anyway, we just sort of went into that. So it was the same members, but just a completely different sound. So, yeah. And, and I'm not surprised that we currently sit here and Rude Six re- has released an EP and everybody listens to Rude Six. You've got monthly listeners on Spotify. It's a completely different <laughs> yeah. genre of music, but... It's incredible to know that you can adapt on the fly and I'm not surprised with a man like yourself and how you do it. But going back to it all, whilst all of this is going on, you're appearing in short films, adverts and everything like, and I know from being (laughs) at college the same time as you, you were filming at our old school in the police advert, things like that. And then there's short films and everything. But if you had to name your short film experiences, could you do it? And um what's been your most favorite experience on it is it just the fact of being on a production set or is it just being able to act yeah, a bit of both i like the whole thing i like the whole experience man so i did a music video for um Saya, which is simon davies who's on the voice um <clears throat> who is married to my drama teacher my old drama teacher amy who actually came and saw the show last night so amy if you listen to this thank you for going to the show <laughs> um yeah so that was that was really good fun um just the whole process, man, of like getting there, seeing the sets, speaking to the directors. They tell you what they think about the character and you have to divulge that and then give your performance um, and then meeting all the new people. And it, I just love everything about it, man. There's not really one thing that I, you know, I could nail down. Um, I'm not surprised at all because I think although I'm from the media side, you know, we're in the acting side, it's very similar. And I think we kind of get the same like gratification off it. Like we enjoy yeah. just doing things like, were you part of Blue Brothers? You were, weren't you? Yeah. I did a scene with Connor Ady. Yeah. That was, was a completely yeah. different thing. And I, I, I 
pretty much ran most of that and that was incredibly weird to see but I'd be like Dean what do you think to this and I think that's where it comes from like being able to talk things out and being able to be creative and providing entertainment for others kind of thing but you've kind of developed your path even more and left college went to coffee uni right yeah how has that been because you're now doing a show and it's like you say people that you know are coming to see it how weird does that seem to be able to act in front of people you actually know rather than just like say at a school production yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's insane man it's um it's fun though I, I enjoy it man I mean if people if people are coming to see to see me and support me you know that's like that's just insane like that's that's what any performer any any person doing anything live wants, you know. I, I mean, you know that from doing your podcasts and all your videos and TikTok and stuff. Like, you know, the more people that see it and the more people that appreciate it, it, it kind of makes all that hard work pay off, you know. But it's it's lovely. You've done quite a lot for this final project. You've recorded the music, edited it, and basically made sure it was all perfect, mixed it, whatever you want to say. But right. is this a kind of alternative path that you'd take if you weren't acting? Like, what, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't acting? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, for the, the listeners that don't know, um, I'm in a theatre company called Paradox Exodus at the moment. I'm going to plug a little bit here. <laughs> plug everything away, Dean. Feel free. <laughs> cool. Nice. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I'm in a, a company called Paradox Exodus um, and we're doing a piece of gig theatre. So it's like it's live music mixed with a story. Um, so there'll be, you know, uh, segments of songs and then underscores and then narrative pieces mixed within the songs kind of like musical theater but more like intimate and like raw so we're doing that at the moment and and it's been great yeah I, I wrote all of the music for it um, I had a little bit of help from everybody else but it's predominantly me and then I recorded everything mixed and mastered it um, and some of it's out on Spotify now we need to release some more stuff um, I think I would love to go into that because it brings my two worlds of acting and music perfectly together like in this little little bubble i guess and that's great I, i'd love to do that but it's fucking expensive man <laughs> like, to to hire out a place to practice i mean we've got the uni and we can hire everything out from the uni but if we didn't have the uni it would be so expensive to tour that show like it yeah it'd be difficult but i would I, if i wasn't into acting i would love to do that as my as my job man yeah the back end is quite fun like people don't realize how much actually goes into a show like yeah you guys were on age at the stage sorry performing your scripts learning your scripts learning how to dress learning how to act but there's also the lighting the sound the camera work the actual like rigging off the set and the actual I don't know, like stage movement, stage planning that has to go into it. Like it's incredible yeah. how much you guys must do because just from doing it at school and working on some small productions, it's weird to see how much people don't understand how much goes into it. But it's insane, man. It it, it really is. Following uni, what's your plans? I've got it here, but I want you to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, following uni, uh, I'm I'm going to be working at Warwick Castle as an actor. So any listeners want to come to Warwick Castle, you might see me in the dungeons or on the Zog show, because um, that's what I'll be doing. So yeah, Warwick acting job, that's going to be my thing for a bit. Um, and then I'm going to head to London later on in the year, <clears throat> hopefully get a transfer to like the London dungeons and the Merlin Entertainment attractions. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I want to market myself as like a freelance actor, musician down there, build connections really. And um, I don't want to study like after uni for 
the year. Like I want to just have a break from studying for a little bit because my brain's like scrambled egg. And <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to go into a master's probably after that year, but yeah. You're a brave man. <laughs> yeah. You're a very brave man because it's extremely expensive as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I considered it, but it was mainly the funds. And I wanted to use my age as a kind of factor. And because I'm still 21, um, yeah. still going to be 21 for another four months looking at the date. But it's incredibly strange how much, once again, would go into that because people don't appreciate the arts, put it that way, especially with all the government cuts and whatever, but let's not even get into that. Um, That's a whole new podcast, bro. <laughs> exactly that. If if I had to ask you, um, you being in the industry must have some things that you watch or you take influence from. Is there any kind of like Lin-Manuel musicals, performances or anything that you listen to or watch or is there any shows you'd like to see is there any west end productions whatever that you'd like to look into as a reference or is there anybody you look up to for your acting or your recording or anything like that yeah 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 what a good question though um so uh just to touch on the paradise exodus show um gig theater is so new so we've nobody in the company has actually seen a piece of gig theater um, yeah, I know it's crazy because it's all in London and traveling to get there. I mean, there's a, there's a company called Middle Child and they're up in Hull, but, um, it's just, it's so hard to see a piece of gig theater because it's so new. Um, so in the gig theater aspect, no, it's completely just what we think would work and what we listen to audiences. But in terms of acting, um, I love Timothy Chalamet because who doesn't love Timothy Chalamet? Come on. Um, I love... Andrew Garfield is an insane actor, uh, Leo DiCaprio, Johnny Depp, you know, all the classics, all the, the big names, that, those guys. And I, I just, I love watching good people do good things, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean and Titanic and everything Leo and Johnny Depp are in, I'm, I'm a sucker for. <laughs> right. So if I had to ask you to pick like three people, not that you're going to eat dinner with, because that's just the most boring question that people ask ever. If I had to... <laughs> yeah. If I had to uh, ask you for three people that you would want to act alongside or be in a film with or be on a production with, wow. who would it be? Wow. Man. Um, well, obviously Leo DiCaprio, because I've mentioned him so much, obviously. And I know he's got a relationship with Timothy Chalamet. So, because obviously they did uh, Don't Look Up together, which is a really good film. Um, obviously those guys. And I love Gary Oldman as well. I think I'm hearing about Daniel Radcliffe speak about uh, working with Gary Oldman. And obviously Gary Oldman's insane. Like he's technically probably one of the best actors alive at the minute. Um, so I'd say him as well, man. I, I think those three together would be a masterpiece itself. And I can just pitch in a little bit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of genre would you put it under? Ooh, um, got to be a romance. Maybe where mm. we all we all fall in love with each other and it's a <laughs> I'm sure Megan I'll have something to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, probably some sort of like yeah, rom com. Yeah, you can't you can't go back now at all. No. <laughs> You've definitely gone for it now. Um right. That's kind of caught me off guard and I don't know what's worse now, but yeah, sure, let's do it. What kind of bit of advice have you received that you'd like to live by or like to share? Ooh, um, 
my my dad's always said like if you don't enjoy something don't do it like if you're passionate about something and you're good at something you know you can you can earn money from doing it um which is awesome I've, I've really you know I've really took that on my shoulders and tried to really enjoy everything I'm doing and anything that I put my name to I try and make it you know as best as I can possibly do it um and as well Tom Hanks did a video uh and he talked about I think it was it was on a podcast with um I forget who was on it I know Jamie Foxx was on it but um he said constantly ask your well tell yourself this too shall pass so if you're feeling on top of the world you know everything everybody understands you this too shall pass if you're feeling you know down at the dumps like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders this too shall pass and I've just tried to remind myself you know when I feel on top of the world this too shall pass you know and that sort of thing so I think those two things are what I constantly remind myself of or try to on that note, I think that's a perfect way to end it. So thank you for joining me, Dean. Awesome. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I, I hope we get to do it again. And dude, we'll go for a pint. But... I don't drink. I'm a good boy. Um, oh, you're a good boy. Okay, all right. Well, we can go for a coffee, man. <laughs> but is there anything you want to plug? Yes. Uh, so uh, Paradise Exodus have a show coming up on the 14th, uh, which is next Thursday. Um, so this podcast comes out Friday, right? This podcast, oh, will it next be Friday? Oh, next Friday. Oh no. Okay. Okay. You know what? Is it oh, all yeah, over? No. So no, no. So we have uh, <laughs> we have a show on the twentieth and the twenty eighth. Um, if you guys head over to paradox.exodus on Instagram, there's a link. Uh, if you click on the link, uh, it'll take you to an Eventbrite page. The performance is at the Ellen Terry Building in Coventry. It's it's pretty much city centre. It's like underneath a big. Uh, illuminated bridge you'll you can't miss it um i think doors open at 7 15 and we perform at 7 30 i might be wrong but it'll tell you on the event bright page so yeah come and see our show <laughs> right yeah thank you dude <laughs> awesome man i really appreciate it dude <laughs>